Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Sprint, the best phones on the best network, a brighter future for all. College Bar and Grill, check out our new location, 740 South Mill Avenue in Tempe, behind the mask, serving the Valley hockey community since 1994. OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. M-Drive, for energy, stamina, recovery. Ice Den Scottsdale, practice home of the Arizona Coyotes, also in Chandler. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans in the desert southwest. Always great to hear that roaring applause. Um, Scott Strandy joining you, not from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, but from beautiful Lake Elmo, Minnesota, as I continue my working vacation for just a few more days. And my co-host, as always, from that beautiful Long Island palatial estate, Paul Hornstein is joining us for another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Paul, my friend, how are you? Uh, we're doing good, and um, you know every day is an adventure. And <laughs> uh, who know? I, you know, uh, honestly, uh, you know, I have a uh, work meeting tomorrow, and I, I don't, I, I can't wait for this because I have no idea what to expect. I don't think they do, right? Um, uh, and. Uh, it it almost doesn't matter, right? Because I, yeah. not not that I want to get into the politics of this because I never do, but I'll just wait to see what the mayor says, and then I know the governor will do the opposite. So <laughs> you love I'll you wait. love politics, don't you? You just love politics. Uh, I kind of yeah. actually do, but we're not. Uh, <laughs> you know, we we have to. Uh, you know, well, just I try not to do it here because, uh, you know, this is not what I would say the the forum for it. That's all. Yeah, I hear you. Well, so, let me tell you, as you unless know, it has to do I've with been, a hockey arena, in which case, then we're okay. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. Well, as you know, I ventured my way up to uh, to Minnesota to see the grandson. So, uh, right hey, when you want to talk about having fun, uh, try taking care of a, a six month old uh, that doesn't really know you yet and doesn't want to be with you, wants to be with mom and dad instead of grandma Always. and grandpa. Um, Always. So that that's a challenge. Uh, the humidity on day one when I arrived here uh, oh, knocked Jesus. me over. All I did was yeah, walk okay. out the door, right. and I almost fell over. And then. Right. Uh, we took a little adventure to see the goats that are about, oh, two football fields from the backyard of my uh, daughter and son-in-law's house. So right. that was kind of fun. Um, we've been out and about. We've been It's a new development, so we've been watching uh, a lot of people building new houses and building lawns and all of that good stuff. And I managed I to – I hate uh, yard work. <laughs> I, I hate do it so much. But along the way, Paul, I managed to uh, to get by the house that Dean Blaze built in at UNO in Omaha, which is kind of nice to see. I, I'm comparing NCAA hockey rinks between here and Arizona. Uh, so then I ventured out yesterday and saw the University of Minnesota again and drove up to St. Cloud and saw the uh, National Hockey Center, the home, the house, I should say, that Herb built. Uh, right. And, and, of course, in, in Minnesota was the house that John Mariucci built. And then I uh, was planning to make a, a drive up to uh, to Duluth today. I've moved that till tomorrow morning. So uh, I will go up and see the home of NCAA champions. Um, okay, where else do we go from there? <sighs> uh, okay, uh, tonight is uh, another College Hockey Southwest Week. We've got a great guest joining us. I think he is uh, online with us now, so we're going to get to him early. It's uh, NCAA uh, Sun Devil Hockey junior forward Demetrius Kumanzis is going to join us and uh, we're going to talk hockey with him and uh, just find out what's been happening in his world since uh, we last saw him on the ice which last year was an adventure for for Demetrius I don't think he's really had to deal with injury like he did last year so um, we're going to visit with him see what he has to say and see how things are going uh, NCAA hockey though Paul I also had a chance to venture over to St. Thomas which is the University of St. Thomas, which is the right. newest 
uh, NCAA team, team number 62. So, right, you got um, to check out their community rink. <laughs> that I did, and it is a community rink. Are you rink listening, and, Denver? Because uh, I don't and care. I, <laughs> and I looked, I looked at the campus, and if they're going to build an on-campus facility, they have more work than ASU, because uh, St. Thomas is in the uh, center of a residential area, and that area is uh, you're going to have to buy up about. 50 houses and uh, right. they're old historic houses. So I don't think the people that live there want to sell them. Um, and I, it, I don't think that would be imminent domain when you want to build a hockey rink instead of a road or whatever like that is. So um, good luck on that, but they do have some options. The, uh, as uh, Jess told us last week, the uh, state fairgrounds, I drove over there to see what that would be like. That'll take some renovations, but it could be done. Um, they also could use the lower bowl at uh, XL energy center. So, there's a lot of choices for them. Um, we'll see what they decide to come up with. But, you know, the exciting part of it is, Paul, we're in the middle of a, a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic, and we've added right. two NCAA hockey teams. And as Jess told us also last week, there were a lot of people that were fearful that we were going to lose NCAA hockey teams. So, you know, well, kudos for that, right? Yeah, you know, and, and that was a great time last week. I really had a lot of fun. Thank you, Jess. Um, I, I'm going to say this because it's been brought up. Um, if people are wondering whether or not uh, ASU can go ahead and put start building their building, uh, I, I don't know any better than anybody else, but I can put pieces together. Um, and, you know, they're in the middle of building two hockey rinks right now. Not at ASU, obviously, but they're building one in Seattle and they're building one here on Long Island. Okay. And they stopped for about six to eight weeks to kind of get the logistics down to see uh, how they could do it and be safe health-wise. So I can't see why that can't happen at, at ASU. Uh, they might not make a big deal out of it because the optics of it would look strange. You know, having a big giant ceremony to start digging a building. But I've also had people saying, well, they're going to cut budgets. I don't think this has anything to do with budgets because that money gets fundraised and is earmarked for that building. And there's also the, the part that, and I heard the Islanders owner and the brother of the uh, Seattle Kraken owner, Tim Lewicki, or was it Tom? Nice, I job. Know, nice job getting the Kraken part in there. I like that. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, uh, you know, they also use the phrase, you know, we want to help, you know, you know, the, the economy recover. And this is jobs, you know. Yeah, absolutely it is. You know, if it takes two years to build, that's two years of construction work for people that may not be working right now. Can I, can I bring that even closer to the desert Southwest for you? The, okay. uh, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights have been building an arena now for over a year with two ice sheets. That'll be the practice facility for the Henderson Silver Knights. And right. they are also going to start construction, if they haven't already, on a 6,000-seat arena, which would be very similar to the size ASU is going to get to house that AHL team to play their games in. And that's all right. going on right in the middle of the pandemic. If you want to look at Vegas, they have built straight through. They're going to have six new rinks in about six years. So, uh, yeah, it can happen. And, um, you know, I mean, you got to be smart about it. But the encouraging thing, Paul, was in the NHL, uh, over 4,200 and some tested players last week and um, no positive cases. So that tells you the NHL knows what they're doing. They know how to handle the pandemic. I'm not going to say they're out of the woods yet because the games just started exhibitions at least today. And right. uh, it was fun to see it back on the ice, but it can be done safely. Um, you know, I had a chance to visit. I'm not going to say with who, uh, but a very respected hockey coach while I was up here yesterday and just got a few minutes uh, with him. And he is a bit fearful about the start of uh, NCAA hockey, but he also knows that things can change and change quickly. So, um, you know, it was fun to visit with him. He gave me a lot of insight on what he thought for uh, a lot of different things that I'm not going to bring out right now, but um, 
it was interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, listen. So um, there, they are preparing for all kinds of scenarios. Oh, absolutely, they are. Absolutely, okay. they are. Um, and I can't imagine that there aren't scenarios that don't involve making sure that ASU and Long Island and LIU are playing this year and not being left out in the cold, uh, even if it's only temporary. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like we're going to do that this year so that they have a place to play. Yeah. Because we're all, we're going to conference only things. So uh, I, I can't imagine that those things aren't be t- aren't being taken into consideration. I think you're so, right. So let's let's take a quick break. Let's uh, do a couple of uh, quick visits with some of our partners, and then we'll come back with our special guest tonight, Arizona State junior forward Demetrius Kumensis, in just two minutes. Looking for your next car? Head out to 2401 West Bell Road in Phoenix and stop in at Bell Ford, the Arizona Ford Giant. Come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 Fords, as well as the new 2021 models just arriving, like the new E450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and SUV sale. Voted the number one Ford dealer in Arizona by Ranking Arizona, we will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at bellford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to bellford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game and style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S. Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Lake Elmo, Minnesota tonight. My uh, co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from Long Island, New York. And it's our pleasure, Paul, to welcome in uh, our special guest tonight from the NCAA hockey team at ASU, the Sun Devils junior forward, Demetrius Kumanzis. Demetrius, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Thanks for joining Thanks for joining us tonight, because I know you guys have had a crazy busy schedule with this pandemic stuff, but first and foremost, how are you? How are things? And uh, did you survive the pandemic, or have you survived it to this point okay? Yeah, I I think it's been pretty good so far. Um, You know, going back to Minnesota earlier than expected, 
Um, it wasn't that hard finding ice and getting into the gym, so it wasn't that bad for me. Um, but it's definitely been a little more weird than most summers have been. <laughs> I bet it has. Well, I'm uh, on a little working vacation, so I'm up in Lake Elmo, uh, Minnesota, visiting with uh, my daughter, my grandson, and son-in-law. So uh, I'm in your old stomping ground, and I passed them actually by Dinah. Uh, just the other day, I was over at the University of Minnesota and up at St. Cloud State. So let's start right there, Demetrius. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up at Edina and, and how that went for you as a hockey player. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I grew up here playing and then around age 10, uh, my family decided to move up there for hockey school and stuff for actually my older brothers at the time. And our first year, we actually weren't in Edina. We were up in like White Bear area in North Oaks. Um, but then we moved to Edina uh, the year after, and I kind of just kept with it. And I think I fell in, the, in love with the game a little bit more there, seeing how many kids there really are that wanted to play the game. Um, and and then I actually came back to Arizona for a year, uh, played for the Junior Coyotes, and then I went back up <laughs> for my senior year of high school, and then everything took off from there. So it's kind of been a, bu- okay. a weird road, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it might have been a weird road, but your senior year at Edina was uh, was a special year for you to be named a finalist for uh, the, the biggest hockey award for high school hockey in Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Mr. Hockey. So congratulations on just getting to the finalist role. But um, you were pretty prolific, uh, scoring, assisting, and, and we've seen that at Arizona State. So tell us a little bit about that senior year at Edina and how much that prepared you because, you know, when I talked to Coach Powers about you coming to Arizona State, he told me, you know what, he, he's ready, but yet he's an 18-year-old kid coming right out of high school hockey. How was that for you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, playing at Edina, you were, I mean, my teammate won that award, actually, and he's such a great player, plays at Minnesota, but um, playing on Edina, you had so many good players surrounding you. But at the same time, you're, 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 the, the, the difference between high school and that college game is so, so, um, what's the right word? <laughs> it's such a big jump. And, I mean, it was definitely a hard transition. But, I mean, with the help with the coaches and all the older guys at the school, it was, it was definitely a lot easier than it could have been. Um, but I think you learn, you learn a lot playing in Minnesota because there's just so many good players. But at the same time, it kind of lets you develop your skilled game and stuff. But I think the hardest part was really getting to that college level where you're only playing 36 games or so and, and you're fighting to get in the lineup every night and you really need to work on I mean, more of the D zone. But, I mean, the game just changes with speed and size and everything. But it was, it was, I, thought it, I thought it went pretty well. Um, first of all, i got to start doing this show with a map, especially a map of Minnesota when you guys are starting to talk about <laughs> where the heck everything is because I have no clue. Uh, I mean, I could point out Minnesota, the state, on a map, but that's about the limit of what I can do. Um, you had seven assists in one game when you were playing in high school, Demetrius. What was that night like? Um, it, was, it was a pretty special night. I mean, a lot of those games um, with our team and how good we were, it was, there, was some, there was a couple games where it was pretty high scoring. But, I mean, anytime you put up that amount of points, it's, 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 uh, it's a good game. It's a good feeling. But, I mean, the win's always more important. Um, so it was definitely a special night, but, uh, you just got to look next to the next game, I guess, at that point. I, I'm assuming with seven assists, you guys won the game, right? Yes. Yes. Oh, did. okay. Let, that know, was actually I, during, I, um, that was actually during elite league, I think. Yeah. Um, before the high school season started, but, uh, our team actually, we struggled a little bit during that, but, um, I think that was a, definitely a good night for me personally. Okay, for now, as the uh, outsider here, okay, yeah. explain to those of us that don't know what is the high school elite league that you had uh, that kind of game in and apparently led the league in scoring for whatever amount of games that they had that year, 21. Yeah, you put up 49 points. Explain to people what that is because I'm sure most of us don't know. Yeah, so the elite league is um – kind of a preseason to the high school year. And it's kind of like, I, I'd, I'd like to say, like an all-star league. Um, it's most of the, the best players from each region in Minnesota, and they all come together from, so say regions like Edina, Minnetonka, and Prairie, they all come together on one team. They compete against the other regions. And 
for me, it was actually a last-minute decision. So I actually wasn't on a team with all the kids I was going to play with during the year. I was on a, a different region. Um, and it kind of turned out better for me because I, I played with the, actually another teammate of mine on a guy who was on that team. And I kind of got to see some other players get to play against some harder competition, in my opinion, just playing against the region I was from. Right. Um, but it, it's definitely, I mean, I will say it's a lot more... Um, you're, where you're gonna do in hockey uh, in that league before the high school season starts because high school you obviously you're playing for your town and your city but um elite league's just a, a chance to really get yourself out there i mean i remember i think almost any, every nhl team had a scout at almost every game so it was a it was a big scouting um uh season but uh other than that, I think it's just kind of the top players from every high school team kind of just competing for like a little bit of a preseason. But it, it gets pretty competitive. And we played Shattuck's prep team. We played Team Wisconsin. And it got pretty good um, pretty good competition. But, um, yeah, I'd say, honestly, you almost have more fun with that just because you're around some of the guys that are kind of trying to shoot for the same goals as you are. But then once you get to your high school season, I mean, playing for your town and city, Okay, D- Demetrius, d- explain to Paul also what it's like to play in the Minnesota State High School Hockey Tournament. Uh, I know that was a thrill that you'll never forget, but tell him what that's like playing at the XL Energy Center with a full house. I mean, it's it's definitely hard to explain. I mean, I mean, I remember our first game usually, especially being from Edina. You know, you you, you got you got an easy game the first one and. The crowd's obviously full, and it's such a cool experience. But when you get to that semifinal game, I, I just remember, and I'm, I mean, we lost it. I mean, it was it was a tough night for all of us. But to play in front of, I think we I think we broke the record at any high school state tournament game that night, and it wasn't even the championship. I think we had more in our semifinal game than we had in the championship the next day. And I mean, the ice was shaking at the end of the game. I remember because especially everyone hates Edina, so when we lost, it was. It's pretty explosive, but I mean, it's a moment that you don't forget. I mean, I remember coming back that year, and when I got there after all of my grades, junior season, they had lost in the regionals to get there, and and nobody from my class had been to the state tournament yet, except like one person, and and they they were they were hurt. Like they, it's it's a pretty special thing, and to to come back and to actually get the team there and to do a well a decent job in the tournament it's something you'll never forget because you'll never get that chance again so i think it sticks with you forever and i think there's a lot of hockey players out there that wish they could say they've played in that <laughs> but um it was definitely a definitely a special experience okay so you played through that but you also had a special time in 2018 when you got um, drafted yeah, in the NHL, 108th overall, I believe, from the, the Calgary Flames. And, you know, for, for Minnesota kids, it's kind of a rite of passage, right? you gotta get, uh, got to get on the draft board. Um, but yet, there's only a certain number of NHL draft picks. I don't care uh, what year it is or whatever. Tell us about that feeling and, and how much that meant to you as a hockey player to realize that a professional team wanted to put their stake in you. I mean, it's. I mean, it's probably the best feeling in my life so far. I mean, it's. 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 It just. It. It kind of explains to you that your your hard work has paid off. It kind of um, helps you realize that a little bit more. But at the same time, after your name's called, you know that it's. It just has more work for you and in, in your future. But I mean, that's the goal, right? Um, I know it's. It's going to be a long and hard road down in my future. But to know that a team actually believed in you and wants you and believes that you might have a chance to play for them one day, that's definitely very special. And I mean, when I got to camp that first year, it was, it was so, to really experience that professional lifestyle is just something I can't really explain, but it's, it's, it was so special to be a part of that too. I mean, it was a special day for my family as well because of all, all the stuff that they've done for me, the moves back to Minnesota, um, everything they've done for me to get to where I am. And it's, it was just a special day for sure. Wait now, so I have to ask this question because now you you were born in Minnesota or you were moved back and forth? No, so I was actually born in uh, Pennsylvania, 
Oh, okay. And I moved. I moved to Arizona when I was really young. Grew up there. Moved to Minnesota when I was about ten and a half, eleven. And then I moved back to Arizona when I was 15, 16. And then I moved back to Minnesota when I was a senior. <laughs> okay. I, I so, just had to get the timeline yeah. straight. So, yeah, it's, it's <clears throat> so now you're, you're waiting that day. Uh, it, you obviously, being drafted in the fourth round, had an idea that you were going to get drafted. Now, you know, we only see or usually only see this the 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 first round here in the u.s uh it's only in the last year or so that they started figuring out and showing all the rounds but they don't really uh you know go very in depth on the guys that are picked after that uh what was that like as you sat there uh and and it was what give us all like a first-hand experience of of what it's like when you are pretty sure you're going to get drafted but you're never a hundred percent sure. And as the draft goes on, uh, was there a lot of nerves, or were you relaxed because it wasn't quite deep enough yet into the draft? Yeah, I mean, I think with, with hockey, I think nothing is always a hundred percent sure, and I, you learn that as you keep going. Um, and I think that day, I mean, meeting with my, I mean, I think I met with almost every team. And at that point, it was like, wow, I mean, I really hope I get drafted. And I hope that right. they weren't just bullshitting me or, excuse my language. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, at, at that point, sitting, up. Yeah, uh, ex, um, sitting on the couch with my whole family, sitting next to me, hoping for the best, it was definitely nerve-wracking. I mean, even if even if I, I think for the kids that even go first round, I think there's still a, a nerve uh, racking feeling that's going through you because it's really it's going to be a special day for the rest of your life you're, you're going to remember that moment and kind of being there seeing people go because you know I mean at that point you know a lot of guys that are either going before you or after you so it's kind of you know you're seeing people's names and then I, I remember getting the call from my advisor and and he told me he was like Calgary's taking you in the fourth round and I and I I didn't believe it at first because I, <laughs> I I remember I remember saying thank you so much like all this went ran back to the TV and you know you, you didn't see your name up yet and then it finally popped up and I think that's when it was it became so surreal and um, it's definitely a special moment but I do I do think it's impossible to not have any nerves the whole time even if you're going in the first round I think it's just it's such a special moment that you've worked so hard for. And it's such a blessing, and uh, nothing's 100% uh, sure ever. And I, I think even as I keep going with hockey, I think it's, it, it becomes even more like that every day. Did you have an idea as, as things went on, which obviously Calgary took you, but when you were sitting there waiting to find out, uh, did you get a feeling that it was going to be Calgary uh, based on the interviews and all of those other things that that we don't see, or were you kind of getting the feeling that it might have been somebody else? Yeah, actually, I, I mean, my meeting with Calgary went really well. I remember one of the elite league coaches was one of their amateur scouts too, and they really liked me. And I, I, had, I had a really good couple meetings with them, good calls on the phone. Um, but actually I think I had my most talks with Buffalo at the time and Buffalo had called me that morning and I, I really did think I was going there. Um, but I mean, everything happens for a reason. So I think with Calgary picking me, I I was, I was actually surprised it was, it was earlier than I thought. And I mean, uh, I think that's just cause you're, you're always, you're not going to think, um, too, uh, too ahead of the game. You want to be a little bit held back so you're not disappointed, but, um, no, I think uh, I think I thought it was going to be Buffalo, but I mean everything worked out so far. So, okay, so Demetrius, you get through that whole stage, right? And and I think you wanted to be a Sun Devil for for a little while, right? I mean, you heard they were building a uh, an NCAA program, and I think you wanted to be a part of it. Is that fair? Oh yeah, I remember um, in my first uh, U.S. national camp, actually, when I was fifteen. Um, coach Fields was my coach at the camp and he had just become the ASU coach. And I remember talk, I remember asking him question after question. Um, <laughs> kind of just, and, and one of my buddies too, that was on our team at, at, at that camp and we were just f- trying to find everything out about it. And then actually 
my teammate at that camp, we both had committed um, that year okay. or the, the, the season after. So, I mean, ever since I heard of it, uh, especially with the connection to Coach Hicks, coached me when I was younger, it was just something I really wanted to do and be a part of. Um, I'd always, I always had that, wanted to be a part of a new program. And um, from day one, there was nothing that was going to change my mind there. Okay, so you get to Arizona State, you have a uh, really solid freshman season, I think. And I get to see you almost every day um, or every Tuesday and then every weekend on the games. And I thought you had a really solid season and, and you played through that transition you were talking about from high school to college. Last year, uh, you get to go to the development camp for the World Juniors and then, then you fly from there to China. And that's when the whole thing starts, right? And and you're on this massive um, hockey experience, I'll call it, yeah. for lack of a better term. And, and you start off at gangbusters again, the first 10 games, and then the unfortunate injury comes up and it pretty much ends your season. Had you dealt with any side of injuries all in your life? Because I don't think you had, had you? Uh, yeah, I actually did. My 11th grade year, I didn't play hockey. Um, I, I had injured my back twice. Um, so I only got a couple games in that year. But um, I don't think it was as it – was, it was a lot more challenging, I think, this past year because this, this past season was definitely a learning experience for me. Um, I came off a pretty decent freshman year, um, had a good summer of hockey with camp and with the USA camp and then in China and then started strong in the first couple of games. I think I got in my head, but, I mean, it's, it's not easy. I mean, coming to the rink, I mean, being young isn't an excuse, but there's, there's parts of the game that you have to look after and make sure all parts of your game are gone, and they just weren't. And I think right when I started to get going again, I, that injury happened. So, yeah, it was, it was definitely challenging. And especially this year, because you get to help your team, especially when, I mean, they were obviously we were doing well, and thank God we did because we were about to make a good run again. And I was I was really excited to get back and be a part of that. And then COVID hit, but um, it was definitely a challenging year for me just because it ended with that injury. But um, yeah. Okay, so I have, uh, you know, you mentioned it uh, being young. Uh, I, I have to give you a lot of credit. Uh, we see a lot of the videos that uh, the, uh, the the team puts out, and uh, you definitely are a good sport. There is no question about it. Um, <laughs> and, and, Paul, can I jump in and say that he's also got the best smile? Yeah. Because I've never seen the kid not smile. <laughs> I get it. I just, you know... Uh, I, I think this year, or whenever they get started again, I think it's going to be the first time you're not going to be the youngest guy on the team, right? Yes, I think I think so. <laughs> I think um, I think I'll still be close to like top three youngest um, <laughs> or something, but but yeah, that's okay. Um, I had to, just to go back a little bit. Uh, you got to play not this past summer, but. You know, the summer of, of 19. But I think it was the year before you got to play in the Beauty League. What was that like? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the past two summers before COVID, I actually did. And it was unreal. I mean, to experience, I mean, my advisors kind of run it with some guys. And so they definitely um, helped me out getting in that. But to be in a locker room, even when it's not, I mean, it's, it's competitive. Like, people get out there, they want to win, but they're having so much fun with it. But to be in a locker room with guys that are really, that are playing in the NHL, playing in uh, the AHL, playing pro hockey and some other college guys. You just get to experience a different um, different approach to the game, especially when it's just summer hockey. But right. uh, you, do, you, get, you do get to see how they move the puck, even though it's not full speed and everything. But it was just such a fun experience to be a part of. And, I mean, they fill the stands, so it's pretty cool in that, in that way too. But, I mean, I was on a line with one of the games, I think Vinny Letaria and, and Zach Parisi, so it wasn't the worst thing. Um, you learn no, a lot because young, being a younger guy, you, you like you want to ask questions. So I mean, I asked as much as I could, even when they were probably thinking, "Wow, this kid thinks it's like the, the national championship." But no, I mean, <laughs> I, you, you, whenever you're around guys like that, you really want to you want to take in as much as you can, so you can get to the point that they're at. And I think that's just a huge thing, and, it, and that's why it was so nice to be a part of that. Okay, um, so. Let me throw okay. one quick question here, Paul. Um, 
so you had a chance to play in that, and you mentioned it uh, right there about a national championship. And we know the trajectory that your team was on this year. Um, we also know what you're bringing in and what coaches have recruited for this coming season. Um, you guys feel like you're national championship contenders, don't you? Yeah, I do. I think we were last year. Um, it was it was pretty heartbreaking to see um, that senior class not get the run that they deserved because um, they worked so hard. And But, I mean, we're turning most of our guys. We're getting some really good new guys, and I, I really do think we are. And, and from day one, I've always said, like, our team is going to win a national championship, and I'm going to be on a team that wins the first one at ASU. And, I mean, I'm not going to stop trying until we get it. So and I think that's everyone's mindset too. And um, and I think this year might be the team that we have to do it. Paul, can I follow that up real quickly? Because sure. uh, Demetrius, you know, not this past season, but the season before, you ended uh, the regular season at Minnesota. And I made the trip up there to watch that weekend series. And uh, being from Minnesota like I am, uh, I don't know that I've ever seen a more motivated University of Minnesota team that just wanted to throttle you guys. And you had some friends that played on that team. Uh, yeah. Did, did you get that feeling too? Like they were just like, hey, listen, you're from Arizona. We're from Minnesota. We're going to teach you guys something. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, that goes around all in Minnesota. I think they, a lot of them think that they're the only state and the only program that has a good good thing going for them <laughs> and and i mean believe me believe me they 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 develop hockey players they do a great job um i think definitely with their team with with the skill and the team that they had i think they struggled and i think their coach probably was like we need to show these guys what minnesota hockey <laughs> is <laughs> i mean we, we still have demetrius yeah, okay. We're popping a little bit in and out there. but time, I think our team kind of knew we were probably going to be in the tournament. I just think – I don't think our team was fully ready to play. Um, but, I mean, I think we already knew we were in the tournament and stuff. But uh, I think they definitely wanted to send a message. And I, I know a lot of the fans weren't happy with the way we played. <laughs> and um, it was just – it was it – was, no, I, I would love a rematch against them because I think uh, I think we'd, we'd come in with a better mindset. And, um, but no, it wasn't the best weekend for our team, but was, I, I definitely see what you're getting there, uh, saying there with how they approach that weekend. Okay, one more thing, Paul, let me follow. That's this okay. Cause I'm not going to comment cause I'll just get everybody <laughs> in trouble. So I'm just going to shut up. So, so Demetrius, I grew up in Northern Minnesota, right? Just outside of Bemidji. And I played on the last high school team that played outdoor hockey games for real, uh, in Faustin Bagley combined. And uh, I can tell you how everybody that came in to play us uh, didn't want to be there on an outdoor rink to play an official high school hockey game. But yeah. they came in with the idea that they wanted to throttle us. And I mean, this is years ago, but uh, they wanted to throttle us and we wanted to throttle them and prove to them that they're not tough enough to play outside. So give us a story, if you can, about playing an outside game, because I'm sure you must have in, in Minnesota at some point in time, right? Yeah, actually, our team was supposed to be in that Hockey Day of Minnesota outdoor game. I remember our high school team, and I think our coach denied it just because you know, he was a little old school. He wanted to focus on the season, and we actually ended up not doing it. But, um, I mean, we definitely – I mean, we played pond hockey probably every day. So no really official game. But, um, I mean, that's another reason why Minnesota just has so many hockey players. You get guys all year round that can be on the ice for free and <laughs> – I mean, they just – and everyone loves skating, whether they, they play hockey or not. You have friends that don't play hockey and they want to get out there with you guys. And it's – I think that's just such a special thing about Minnesota. Um, but, yeah, I actually have never played a full game outside. Well, I'm thinking – got to get my map again. You guys are just making me crazy because I don't have any idea what the heck you're okay. talking about. Yeah. You get a shot here in a minute, but uh, I, I joke with Coach Powers all the time. I say, wouldn't it be great to play an outdoor game at Sun Devil Stadium in, in Arizona one time, uh, maybe bring down Air Force or Colorado College or Denver? Uh, it, would that be an experience that you'd be interested in doing, playing an outdoor game at Sun Devil? Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, I, I know some – me and my teammates, we've been busting some of the coaches about it too. Like, we think it would be the coolest experience, and especially here. I, I think you really could – 
sell that Sun Devil Stadium out um, if you got the right um, things going on about it with events around it around the weekend. I think you really could, and I think it'd be kind of cool for the state to see that as well. Okay, Paul. Uh, well, at least I know where Sun Devil Stadium is. Don't don't worry about geography now. Just give a couple more questions in here before we have to let them well, go. <laughs> that's all, like I said. At least I know where Sun Devil Stadium is. I don't know where any of these other places are. You know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, having been there a few times, so but uh, so you have had a chance to go back to Minnesota and and. and and, and get some skating in. Uh, what is the one thing or the biggest thing that you have focused on to get ready for whatever you start up again? Um, I think focusing on some of the faults that we had or I had um, in my season last year, I think there's always things that you look back on in your season prior and you really want to, you want to fix those holes and you want to come back stronger. Obviously, you want to come back more skilled, but you really want to come back with a mindset that's going to better your play. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, everyone wants to win, but how are you going to do it? So I think that was a big thing I took towards this summer is really focusing on everything that made my season the way it was and fix those holes. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm, I'm coming back with. Okay, so Demetrius, uh, final one for me here, and I'll Paul get one last one in. But um, when you look ahead, and I know you try to stay within the moment and everything else, but you have a chance to see some of your guys. Now you saw Joey uh, leave and go, uh, make it in the AHL, and now making a bid for the NHL. You see Brinson sign his professional contract, albeit a two-way. And you see Steiner go and play some hockey. You see Tyler Bush get in an ECHL. Um, how does that uh, register in your locker room with all you guys. Do you feel a new sense of accomplishment and and like, hey, we're we're something because we got some guys going into the pros right now. Yeah, I think I think it shows everyone that that they they picked the right place. I mean, yeah, you get all these schools that um that have been building these NHL players and all the, uh, these pro hockey players, but. To see a bunch of guys coming from a school that's only been around three, four years, I think that's something really special, and it makes you really think. Wow, I really, I when I was 16 years old, I really made the right decision of where I was going to school. So I think that's definitely important for kids, and I mean for me it, and for everyone else, it just shows that it can be done if you want to work hard enough. And so that's definitely important for me that I that I picked the right spot, and I'm not going to regret what I did. And and I I wasn't doubting that at all, anyways. But I think that's special for kids that, especially kids for the future. I mean, when you're recruiting and you can actually say now, you know, these guys were here before they were in fully D1 and they signed pro contracts. So if you can say that, I think you um, can really benefit with recruiting and with kids that are already at the school as well. Well, you see, you had an advantage, though, especially going to ASU since you lived in the area. Um we all know that that the the powers that be like to well we don't want kids to come here just for the weather come on admit it it's the first thing everybody thinks of right uh i'd actually i mean i've been asked this question uh so many times and i will tell you that i am not a fan of the heat i oh. i can tell you right now that the main reason i came here was i mean I, you're not going to complain. I mean, that's, no. that's obvious. You're not going to complain about it. I mean, you wear sandals to the workout place. You wear sandals to the rink. And you're wearing short sleeve sandals to class every day. Like, yeah, it's 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 paradise. But, I mean, now I think, especially since they've set the message that we are a winning team, I think right. that is going to create so much more for this program, um, especially with the rink hopefully coming and all that. But for me, I, it was really like, I mean, I want to give this school a hockey national championship, and I think we're going to do that. And and I think the weather is more just a bonus, you know? Sure. Listen, Demetrius, I, I, I get that. Um, yeah. and, 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 and part of that question was, uh, you know, you, you, you deal with Scott far more than me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he sat there, and the first thing he did when he, when, he, when he drove to Minnesota this week was to complain about the weather. So uh, I just had to throw that in there to uh... – <laughs> I, I think the weather right here is actually better. It's pretty humid there right now. It's oh, actually, oh, yeah. It's, it's way humid. It's way humid. Oh, it's, yeah, it's bad. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. Demetrius, 
thanks for joining in with us. And you know what? I'd like to see you go out and win that uh, national championship and then take that banner over to that new rink we know is on the horizon. And, and you guys yeah. all come back and hang it up with uh, with this last senior class that didn't get their opportunity to do it. So uh, I look forward to seeing you back on the ice real soon. And, and uh, keep that smile going, okay? Because I know it cheers up the entire group when we're there. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. No problem. Have Thank you very much. Yep. Right. All right, folks, that's uh, Demetrius Cummins-East joining us uh, as uh, the Sun Devils continue to prepare for uh, what they hope will be a close to regular season in the middle of a pandemic. Paul and I are going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back with our uh, trivia question for the night, and uh, we'll go from there. So give us about two minutes, folks. Pre-game like a pro, post-game like a champion at College Bar and Grill. Located across the street from the iconic A Mountain and Sun Devil Stadium and a quick walk from Wells Fargo Arena, College Bar and Grill is your home for the best local craft beer, delicious creative cocktails, tasty food, and Tempe's best atmosphere for Arizona State Athletics. College Bar and Grill, pregame like a pro, postgame like a champion. Online at ilovecollege.co. Hey, Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. Refine your prime with M-Drive. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Lake Elmo, Minnesota this week. And uh, my co-host, as always, from that beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Uh, Paul, just your thoughts on Demetrius. Uh, uh, he's such a great kid and, and so much fun to uh, to visit with because he uh, has so many great stories, and he just tells it like it is, right? Well, you know, he's had a lot of uh, experiences uh, that are firsts for the ASU program. Uh, and having a chance to ask questions about those things, like him playing in the beauty league, uh, you know, that's something I've never experienced. And he's the only one so far that has uh, for ASU. Uh, he was the first Sun Devil to be invited to the World Junior Showcase. Uh, he was uh, the highest uh, player uh, drafted that put on an ASU uniform uh, in the fourth round. Uh, I believe uh, one of the incoming recruits is also, I think uh, Ryan O'Reilly was a fourth round draft pick of the Detroit Red Wings. So he still kind of has that honor, Demetrius. Um, and, you know, he's, like I said, he's had a few experiences that uh, me as an outsider from Minnesota have not had or can understand without some further explanations. And, uh, like I said, next week I'll have to get a map depending on who the guest is next week because if you're going to go into this deep dive of of, of where things are there, and I, yeah, I'll have to ask my buddy Ron Hyde who uh, spends a lot of time in Minnesota, uh, ask him where some of these things are if I can't find it on a map because, you know, but um, – well, I, I didn't want to get too deep with him about Edina because, you know, our guest last week, Jess Myers, gave us a little insight into uh, one of the most hated schools in the, in the Twin Cities is Edina. But, well, um, he said it. You didn't have to get it there. He said it. Um, just just so people understand, because um, you look this stuff up, and I don't know what made me look up other than the fact that uh, 
two Islander players went to Edina High School. Anders Lee, uh, their current yeah. captain, and yeah. one of their first-round draft choices, Keeper Bellows, uh, yes. also went to Edina High School. So, you know, that's an interest to me. I don't care about anybody else. Yeah. Uh, let, they've had other me. players. Uh, Bill Nyrup was a defenseman for the Canadians. Paul Ranheim played for the fr- the Flames, actually. Um they have an Olympic gold medal winner in Jenny Schmigdal Potter. I hope I said that right. I think I did. Uh, and one of the uh, big time executives uh, or ex executives in the NHL, Brian Burke, who now does uh, TV work up in Canada. Uh, and they've also had people, you know, uh, a famous alumni that were not hockey players. They had two two guys that made it the major leagues: Paul Siebert and Greg Olson. Um, and if you guys who are a fan of the TV show Newhart, uh, the lady that played his wife on that program, Julia Duffy, uh, went to Edina, and uh, David Bloom of NBC News also went to Edina High School. So I can't understand why they'd be hated. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, let's step off of that just for a minute and let's talk a okay. bit about <laughs> hockey that we were able that we were able to actually see today. I, I'm sure you caught a glimpse of not, if nothing else of I that, did. Uh, it being back and, and I thought the NHL did a fantastic job and I've been saying this all along. If they were going to come back, they've done it in my estimation anyway, completely right. Um, you know, they, they did everything they could to protect the players. They did everything they could to put um, the best, of the best in, in what they had to offer, right? And I think they made excellent choices in Toronto and Edmonton. And I think today we saw that exhibition game. The, the players are excited to be back. Uh, they, they wanted it as bad as, uh, as anybody. And to see NHL players healthy at this point, um, just your thoughts quickly on that, Paul. Well, I, I will tell you what I, what I got to see and what my thoughts were on what I did get to see. Uh, you know, family responsibilities did not allow me to watch the entire game. But I'm going to be honest, I the play was better than I thought it was going to be. They can scrimmage all they want, and I'm sure that the energy of actually playing a game against somebody else made a difference too. But the, 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 the game itself was a much better played game than I expected. Now, we know that this is not your normal exhibition game. Right. Because these guys have to get it going lickety-split quick, and they've been practicing for a few weeks, so the legs are there. But it didn't seem to me like the timing was all that bad uh, on, on, on the play itself. So that's a good sign going into this weekend. I only saw the timing off one time, and that's when the uh, Penguins had 10 guys on the ice at one time. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen that going around yeah. on Twitter. What's an extra guy or two? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the games get going. I'll throw a plug out there for us because uh, August 1st, we start nine straight special podcasts, 6 p.m. Pacific time, where we're going to have a little roundtable of all of our staff at uh, Ice Time Hockey Southwest, and we're going to recap the day's play um yeah the game's not going to be over though no i realize that but we'll talk about the night the night before or past and then go on through it 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 was logistically almost impossible to do it but i thought if we throw something out there and at least discuss what's been happening um just to kind of give people an update that would be something uh worthwhile so we'll give it a shot we'll see what it's like and uh hopefully everybody tunes in on that that starts on the first uh saturday night uh, we're going to do a 6 p.m. show Saturday, Sunday, Monday, all the way through until the 9th. So, 9 o'clock. Uh, yeah, that'll look great. 9 o'clock. Your time. <laughs> yeah, o'clock by the way, time, how, how is that central Pacific. time zone there, dude? <laughs> it's, it's not nearly as good as Pacific, Paul. I'm sorry. Really? I can't understand why. <laughs> uh, so, so, anyway, lots of stuff happening. I, I made it my mission on this trip to, to get to as many NCAA rinks and NCHC rinks as possible because I think after reading your long-distance thoughts this week that um, I'm more committed than ever that ASU should become an NCHC school uh, somehow, some way, and I don't know if they're going to try to add two to keep even numbers or what, but... I just think that it makes more and more sense right now that the competitiveness is there, as you pointed out. They can play with everybody. Um, 
and when the arena comes in, and that was part of my point, was I looked at, at Nebraska-Omaha's facility, which is beautiful, but not huge. I looked at uh, Minnesota's uh, facility, which is beautiful, but, you know, 10,000, which is, you know, pretty good size. And then I looked at St. Cloud State, which is another beautiful arena, but not massive. So, you know, I think the new arena at, uh, at ASU will will be great for NCHC hockey. And, and you mentioned it so well in your, your um, blog that I think everybody needs to go to icetimehockeysw.com and read it. Long distance thoughts from Paul Hornstein and get a feel for uh, where we think the uh, Sun Devil hockey team will end up. Yeah, try to get a feel for the thoughts that are going through my head. That'll work. <laughs> All right. Speaking of thoughts, give us that uh, hashtag pucks on the pod uh, trivia question presented by Summer Skates. We have this one and tomorrow night. That's it for those. And then we jump into uh, Welcome Back to Hockey 2020 with our uh, friends over at M Drive. They've got some really good prizes to give away, too. So we'll look forward to that. Okay. Who was ASU's first native Minnesota recruit who was not a transfer. Ooh, man. I can see some some of our people that listen regularly are already typing into their computers to get an answer on that one. Uh, well, I figured one. you were in Minnesota, so I figured that would be a good tie-in for this week's question. Nice job. Nice job. That is a very good tie-in. As I said, uh, I'll be making the trip early tomorrow morning up to uh, – should we just call it National Championship University? Can we just start calling it that now? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm going up to see the Bulldogs right in the shore of uh, Lake Superior tomorrow. So um, keep your eye open for my photo from Amsoil Arena because I'll definitely post that one. And uh, probably one with a few NCAA championship trophies too, just for the fun of it. But Okay, last week we went about 15 minutes long. So tonight let's try to end it a little bit closer. So... Paul Hornstein, take it away and give us a good read on the uh, on, on the final three minutes, and we'll thank our guests at the end. All right, College Hockey Southwest Weekly has been brought to you by Bell Ford. The Arizona Ford Giant voted the best Ford dealer in Arizona by Arizona Business, presenting partner of the new season of Sunday specials. Asked to see our friend Kevin Wood and tell him that Ice Time Hockey SW sent you. Cold beers and cheeseburgers satisfy your inner foodie with our handcrafted made-to-order burgers and our long list of the best in craft beers. Buy Sprint, a brighter future for all. See our friend Andre in Paradise Valley at the Cactus and Tatum store and let him find you the right deal. Buy Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas. Call them at 1-702-541-5546 or go to jessieraysbarbecue.com. Find out how they can serve your catering needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, it's all. About the butt. Buy summer skates, shower shoes, koozies, and more. Show your game in comfort and style. Visit summerskates.com. Win your summer skates prize pack with the hashtag pucks on the pod. Behind the mask, getting ready to get back on the ice. Order online at behindthemask.com. Come in and check out our refurbished stores. Buy College Bar and Grill in Tempe. Buy ASU fans for ASU fans. Oceanside Ice Arena, home of the Devil's Hockey Shop for all of your ASU hockey merchandise. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila for the best margaritas and more. Go to MexicanMoonshine.com. Buy OxyPow. Visit our full line of natural cleaning products at OxyPow.com. Buy M-Drive. Go to MDriveformen.com. Use the promo code ICETIMESW at checkout for 20% off your order. M-Drive for energy, stamina, and recovery. Buy the Ice Dens, Scottsdale and Chandler. See their website for ice availability. College Hockey Southwest Weekly and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Oh, well done, my friend. You have been practicing. There is no doubt. Okay, let's uh, let's say goodnight tonight uh, by thanking our uh, special guest from ASU NCAA Hockey, junior forward Demetrius Comenzese, draft pick of the Calgary Flames, and uh, the biggest, brightest smile you will ever see when you arrive at an arena. Uh, I, I truly believe there's not a player 
in and at least that NCAA team that enjoys playing the game more than Demetrius. So we thank him for joining us tonight. Um, I'm going to continue my trek, and we'll be back in uh, Arizona on Saturday night, just in time to do a special podcast with all of my friends from Ice Time Hockey SW. Paul, you're just going to probably sit out there and uh, maybe go out to the beach and take a little land shark with you or something and uh, enjoy your time. Well, maybe I'll have my faculty <laughs> conference tomorrow at, at, at the beach if I can figure out how to do that. <laughs> I can get it on Wi-Fi. I love, I love it. All right, folks, that's it for another edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy in Lake Elmo, Minnesota, and my good friend and co-host, Paul Hornstein, on Long Island, New York. We will see you next Tuesday night for another special edition. And don't forget about the special NHL edition podcast starting Saturday night. Good night, folks. Roger Klein and Peacemakers will take us away with De Niro. Thank <laughs> you.